0: Because it never quite occurred to you. Perhaps you are feeling disillusioned or disconnected from each other. You are confident that that phase will pass, but are finding it unpleasant and worrisome. Or you may be in the transition from infatuation to enduring everyday love. This passage can begin on your wedding day or even three or four years later, but whenever it comes, it is disorienting. Maybe you're in a crisis caused by a sudden event or by a long, slow buildup of resentments and unresolved problems. You may even feel on the verge of divorce, that your relationship is beyond hope. If any of these descriptions fits you, the ideas here can be, as one workshop participant described it, a love potion for you. They can create significant changes in your household overnight, without elaborate, time-consuming exercises or dialogues. Many people have found that working alone on these issues is both less of a hassle and more effective than trying to work together. To be sure, some relationships really are toxic and destructive for both people involved, and everyone would be better off if they did end If your relationship is so unpleasant or difficult that you wonder whether you should put time and effort into it at all, or whether now may be the time to gather up your courage to get out of it, this program will be an enormous help to you in making a decision. I am addressing individuals who are in a committed, long-term relationship or who are considering such a commitment. It doesn't matter whether or not you are married, I have tried to use terms like partner, spouse, and mate interchangeably. The examples I use are about individuals who are not in therapy or marriage counseling. I have found that people tend to discount progress made by couples who are in therapy by saying, well, that could happen for them because they're in therapy, but it won't work for us because my partner will never go to therapy. So I have deliberately drawn my examples from workshop participants who were working alone and from individuals I have interviewed or coached. I don't discount the value of marriage counseling, however. Far from it. When both partners want help with their relationship, counseling can be most effective. The strategies I describe will be equally useful for any couple who are in therapy. The strategies will also work for other relationships in your life. You will have great success using them with coworkers, family members, and friends, as well as with your intimate partner. Albert Einstein said, The significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Conversely, sometimes moving to a new level of thinking will do a great deal to reveal the solution to a problem. We have been trying to solve our relationship problems at the same level of thinking at which we created them. Two people create relationship problems. Perhaps the idea that one person can solve them may be the new level we seek. A well-timed idea can be extraordinarily powerful. I have seen the ideas I am about to share with you transform relationships. I hope you smile as you listen to this program. I believe that it will help you feel more powerful and more loving and ultimately more loved than you do now. Enjoy the journey. Part 1. Is this idea for you? How to work alone on a two-person relationship? Whenever I mention one person bringing two people together, skeptics tell me, even with a touch of irritation or anger, I object to the whole idea of working alone to improve my relationship, and they give reasons like, it won't work in principle, or they say, a good relationship requires two willing participants. Other people will say, I've already been working alone for years and it hasn't worked they are concerned that the relationship is in terrible shape, their spouse won't cooperate, and their marriage isn't worth working on. Others contend that working alone isn't fair, or that, one more time, the entire burden for change falls on women, and that this program perpetuates the outdated idea that it's women's job to take care of the relationship. In addition, others worry that taking all the responsibility by themselves is Codependent, something they've been striving to eliminate altogether in their lives. These are all very valid concerns and questions. Let me respond to each of them one by one. First, I'll address the question about a good relationship requiring two willing participants. This popular belief is understandable, but it is simply not true. Your spouse's disinclination to work on the relationship is not an indication of a special problem and not a handicap of any kind. Working alone will not negatively affect the outcome of your efforts. In fact, as you will see, working alone to improve your relationship can be both easier and more effective than working together. Your spouse may have any number of valid reasons for not wanting to work on the relationship. Often, it's the man who doesn't want to talk or go to a counselor. What might be his reasons? Maybe he is afraid that your problems will become worse if you start to delve. Maybe he fears that you are more unhappy than you seem and you really want to leave him. He may think that the problems are all your fault, but that you will expect him to make all the changes. He probably has no vision of what your relationship could be, or maybe in his experience, the relationship has no problems. If he does see problems, he probably has absolutely no idea that he is doing anything to contribute to them. Who knows? Whatever his reason, you must realize it is a valid reason for him and the best thing you can do is to respect it. There are probably many traits you would change about your partner if you could wave a magic wand. Save your wand for something more significant than your spouse's reluctance to go for counseling. Working on your relationship by yourself does not mean that you have less potential for happiness with your partner than a couple who are working together. Your motivation is the key to your success. If you want you and your spouse to be closer and to experience more pleasure together, no matter what your problems are, you are far more likely to succeed than a couple who go for help together but who are not highly motivated to improve their marriage. The reason one person acting alone can make a major impact is is that a relationship between two people is a single unit with two parts. Your behaviors and attitudes have an impact on your spouse. Using an example, let's look at the difference between working together to solve a problem and working alone. Like many couples, Mary and John have fallen into a pattern of interacting with each other. Mary reminds John of his household tasks. John expresses anger at being controlled by not doing the tasks. It's a perfect plot. She nags, he leaves. Both have been playing their parts for so long that their responses become automatic. Mary is completely unaware that her nagging is actually triggering John's escapes. John is unaware that his escapes are triggering Mary's nagging. Mary is right that John escapes and doesn't help enough. John is right that Mary tries to control him and won't leave him alone. Suppose Mary were to decide she wanted the two of them to work on their problem together. First, she'd have to convince John that this was a good idea. John would see this as one more attempt to control him. Now they would have a new topic for their drama, same script, just a new problem inserted. Mary keeps trying to get me to go to therapy. I don't think we need therapy. But let's say John eventually agrees to go to a counselor. The counselor may, quite appropriately, want to know what went on in the families that John and Mary grew up in. She would work on getting John and Mary to talk with each other, to hear each other's point of view. Since John and Mary are both invested in being right, And since they have been avoiding understanding each other's point of view for years, learning to listen to each other would take time and would itself present problems and frustrations. Meantime, Mary would still be trying to get John to help around the house, and John would still be escaping. I don't mean to disparage the counselor's methods. Exploring together and listening to each other are valuable but deciding to work together and then actually doing the work together more than doubles the size of the task of fixing the marriage. Moreover, it depends on the continuing cooperation and progress of both parties, something that may or may not occur. Now, suppose either John or Mary decided to work on the relationship alone. Let's take Mary first. For the sake of this example, let's say she decides that for 14 days she is going to say nothing to John about his lack of cooperation. She cannot know ahead of time what the result will be, but because she is making a unilateral change in the script, the drama will, by definition, change. John may continue his role as before and continue to avoid his household tasks, or He may appreciate Mary's lack of nagging and respond by working more. Or he may become very uncomfortable without her nagging and stay away from home more. Mary may think she knows how he will respond, but she doesn't know until she actually experiments. And when she finds out, she can make some new choices. She will be making changes in their relationship all by herself, quickly and easily, and in a way that increases her own self-esteem, her own inner strength and power. Suppose John were the one to decide to make a change by himself. Since he knows quite clearly what Mary wants, he could try helping her out once without being asked. Or, he could announce to Mary that he no longer wants to do that particular thing and offer to do something else instead. Or, He could tell Mary that he will take her out to dinner if she will refrain from making requests of him for one full week. Or he could decide to tell Mary every day one thing that he especially loves about her. A marriage is like a seesaw. Even when one partner acts alone, it affects the other. When you make a change in your behavior or your attitude entirely on your own, You can work a miracle in your marriage. Now another question I often hear is, I've been working alone forever already and it hasn't worked. Why should this method be any different? It isn't the fact of working alone that works magic in relationships. It's what you do when you work alone that makes all the difference. All attempts at change are not the same. Many of us have spent years in well-intentioned efforts to improve our relationships, but to no avail, because in spite of all of our best efforts, we were doing the wrong things. Unfortunately, often the most natural and automatic response to a difficult situation is precisely the one that is not only ineffective, but actually counterproductive. A simple example it's when Mary, in a moment of frustration, says to John, You never help around the house. John is likely to respond, Yes, I do. I cleaned out the whole garage last weekend. This is a natural, quite reasonable response, but it is not productive. If John could say, You must be feeling extra frustrated right now. Is there anything I can do to help? This wouldn't be a natural response but it would be far more effective and relationship enhancing. Mary's original comment wasn't effective either, of course, but she was feeling it right then, so she blurted it out, quite normal and natural. This program will not ask you to make superhuman changes or give up natural responses to the things you don't like, but it will introduce you to a new approach that has been effective for other couples. Another question skeptics ask is, It isn't fair to have to work alone when two people are involved. Why should I have to do all the work? True, it doesn't seem fair. Two people will benefit from the work you do. Both people should have to be